Welcome to All's Pimentos Podcast. My name is Sean, as everyone knows, and I'm speaking with the band Damn It Goldie. Hello. Hello. We got Tommy on drums here, and I'm Josh. I'm the singer and guitar player. Well, that sounds fucking rad, guys. Um, so where, where does the name Damn It Goldie come from? Uh, well, I like comic books and I like, uh, comic book based movies and, uh, Evan and I were stuck on this shitty band name for a while, which was the scenic route, but there ended up being like five bands called the scenic route. Um, and I was watching the movie Sin City one night and one of the, in one of the conversations he says, uh, after he wakes up and the girl he slept with is dead, he says something like, damn it, Goldie, I don't know who killed you, blah, blah, blah. And it just, I don't know why, but it just stuck in my head. I was like, damn it, Goldie, damn it, Goldie. And I sent it to Evan. I was like, what do you think of this? And he's like, I think it's great. And then, uh, yeah, it took a, a little time to get used to, but it kind of reminds me of like a, a named band, like Billy Talent or something like that. Like just something that's like, I don't know, almost comic booky sounding. Yeah. That sounds, yeah, it's a good movie too, actually. I'm a big nerd in comic books too. Um, nice. yeah, man, I think the, uh, I think the MCU has gone for a complete fucking shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Deadpool's going to bring it back. Yeah, I think, um, in my own opinion, like back in the day when I was growing up, like you'd see the first X-Men movie or the first Spider-Man movie, and then you'd have like two or three years to see another one, right? Yeah. Um, the way when Disney picked it up, I think it all went to fucking shit, so. Yeah, there's too much. Too much. And a lot of it doesn't make any sense anymore either. Like, no one gives a shit about the fucking... Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy, they could have only done one really good fucking movie. And not two shitty movies. Yeah. Although, I I like the third one. Josh didn't so much. Yeah, I like the second one and the first one, but the third one I felt like... It's not that it was bad. It's definitely watchable. It's just like, it... I don't know, it felt... uh, It felt like they... It's like when something becomes aware of what it is. Like, the first one's always great because it's, like, finding the footing. And I found that by the third one, it seemed like almost like a parody of itself in a way. Yeah, well, then they did that shitty Christmas movie, too, right? Remember that one? Oh, yeah, that was shit. That was horrible. Horrible. That had Disney written all over it. Um, Yep. But I think like the only like hopefully Deadpool brings it back. I heard they're doing another X Men, which I don't think they should. I think they've already fucked that one pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, for uh, for me at least, I understand the quality is dipped, but I'm also stoked to be in an age where I can see all this shit off the paper and onto the screen. Yeah, it's fair, yeah. Like, it's pretty cool you can watch it on your fucking TV on Disney Plus and just fucking watch it, right? Exactly, right? Now, there's a bunch of them that I... Like, at this point, there's a few that I haven't watched because, yeah, over the last couple of years, it's just become super watered down. But, uh, but yeah, for the most part, like, there's still a few that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think Deadpool's going to be good. Um, I watched uh, Captain Marvel. I Well, I shouldn't say I watched it. I tried to. I really did. I gave yeah. it a chance. I tried to watch it four times, and after the fourth was that time, the first Captain Marvel, or yeah, the, uh, the first Captain Marvel, and I didn't bother with the Marvels at all. Yeah, I just watched the uh, post-credit scene in the Marvels. Oh, really? What happens? Okay, so spoiler alert to anyone listening. Who cares? Um, Fuck them. <laughs> 
last scene uh, after the credits, uh, I think one of the characters wakes up in some sort of like hospital facility, and it, I think it's like a a different like part of the multiverse. Um, and Kelsey Grammer's Beast walks in, but like what? suited up almost like uh, the '97 animated series where he's just got his lab coat on and he's in like he's the Beast. Oh, that's fucking cool. Okay, I gotta watch he, that then. Yeah, that was the only thing. Like, I looked up the post credit scene and watched that. I haven't actually watched the movie itself, though. The fuck, I gotta watch that. Yeah. I, I That was my favorite part with the third uh, X-Men was Kelsey Grammer being Beast. Because it totally yeah. makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was good. I was, I was pretty stoked when I saw that. Especially with, like, he looked good. Like, it looked more, yeah, along the lines of the animated series. That's fucking right, dude. Yeah, between that and Professor X coming back in uh, Multiverse of Madness, and he was more along the lines of the animated series, and now with Wolverine and Deadpool dressed more like the animated series, it looks like they're really kind of leaning into that look a bit. Yeah, because they, uh, they re-released the... Uh, you can watch the animated series right now, and I think they've done like more seasons too. Yeah, they're doing... like It's like uh, X-Men 97, I think, is what it's going to be called on Disney+. Oh, no shit, huh? I gotta check that out. Yeah. See, I agree with you on the MCU stuff. Like, if I was a kid or a teenager, I'd be stoked to have all these movies getting dropped. But what I think I find the issue is is that it's not that the movies are bad. It's just it is much more aimed at kids. And so I find that when movies like that new uh, The Batman with Pattinson, I thought that was fucking great. I thought it was a great fucking movie too, man. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Yeah, you feel as an adult, connect with it a bit more just because it's not so directed just like at basically like trying to sell toys it's more of like a story a detective thing and i thought that was really cool same with uh fuck what was it called uh logan i thought logan was awesome compared to all the x-men movies I thought yeah man logan oh, enhanced x-men action. one and two are so fucking no they're good i just thought logan was like what I wanted to see. Like, when he's shanking motherfuckers in the head with his claws, I was like, this is great. And you can see all of it. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, X-Men 2, the scene with uh, Nightcrawler at the beginning, fucking oh, unreal, so dude. Unfucking unreal. came out losing my fucking mind. Over. Is that the, when, when he's in the uh, White House? White House yeah. In the White House, yeah, and he tries to kill, his pre- uh, tries to kill the president, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, in, even the new Batmans too, like, um, like the new Batman that's out right now, I dig it. I'm I'm down. Um, yeah, me too. And even Zack Schneider's uh, uh, DCU, I'm totally down with it too. They're good movies. I don't know why he got fucking shot on for it. There was uh, for me, there was elements that I really liked, and then there was elements that I thought were a little. Eh. Um, but I lo- I was all for Batman. No, uh, oh, so was I, man. Like fucking, like, and that's the thing too is like, sort of cut you off, but. Fucking Kevin Smith was right behind him on that too. Like it's so good. Like that was the Batman I've been looking to see on the screen. Like where he's in the shadow. Like that warehouse scene is so fucking good. Like it's yeah. just this big brooding Batman in the shadows, almost like a, a scary entity to all these fucking criminals. Like oh, it was and it was brutal. Like it was good. Like and even too, like we were talking with the DCU. Um, the only thing, in my own opinion, and I think maybe everyone will fucking un, like agree to it, um, the only thing they've done right is Batman. Yeah. Although I didn't mind Man of Steel, to be entirely honest. Like I know there's the whole controversy of he kills at the end, but I also 
also think that that was like more of a this is when he realizes like who he actually is as a hero. Yeah, I like I liked Man of Steel too, and even the fucking series uh, Smallville. I actually never watched that. Oh, dude, you gotta watch. It's good. It's really okay. fucking good. But like before, before that, the last show I watched of uh, anything super big was Lois and, and, and Clark. Lois and Clark, yeah, it was kind of fucking dog shit too. It was on CTV. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it was like. It was on at like seven thirty on Sundays or something like that before the kids yeah. go to bed. Yeah. I was young and it was something Superman related, so it was like, oh, cool. Yeah, man. So um, you guys have had uh, another formation. This is the second formation of the band, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah. It, was, it started off. It was just Evan and I, and then it was uh, Evan, myself, and a drummer named Devin, and that was for about. I don't know, three or four months. And then we ended up getting a different drummer. Through all this, no bass player. Um, and then we ended up getting this drummer named Mike. And he was in the band for maybe eight months to a year. I don't know exactly how long. Um, and then we moved out to Hamilton. Uh, we moved in with Tommy, who we didn't know yet. And then we started with uh, him. And then eventually got a bass player who was cam so that would have been like the third formation of the band but since then uh our bass player cam left we had a different bass player named christian and he actually just had his last show with us uh on saturday and we are now on our third bass player who comes in this week uh, uh and like so from my perspective of all that, like, yeah, they had a revolving door of, of other players. Um, but I was in a punk band called The Advancing Low Lives years ago. Yeah, I've heard those guys. Yeah, we were on a run of shows, and we actually ended up playing with Damon Goldie. I think it was in 2016, and they didn't have a bass player. It was just a three-piece uh, with drums. Um, and I remember leaning over to my frontman at the time, Pete, and saying to him, like, this band would be a whole lot better with a bass player. Um, and then fast forward a handful of years later, I was, uh, like I went to Mohawk for music and I was graduating here in Hamilton, but I lived in Niagara. So all the people I was working with for the most part were down this way. So I was looking for a place to, to live. <clears throat> the singer of the low life, like, Hey, the guys from damn it, Goldie, um, are looking for a third roommate. So I gave you, or I gave them your number. So they got in touch, and then we started looking for a place, and it was a good, like, six months before I ended up joining the band, because I was just doing, like, hired work and stuff like that, and then Josh showed me a couple songs, so uh, I started playing with them, and then they booked some studio time, so I grabbed a bass player that I went to school with, who was Cam, and then from there, we were kind of this group of Dan and Goldie, and then since then, yeah, we've gone through a couple bass players, but for the most part, we're still, like, that. Damn it, Goldie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's always, uh, hard. It's usually harder to find the drummer than the bass player. Oh, what can I say? Like, there's not as many, uh, decent drummers out there. <laughs> guitar, players, guitar players are a dime a dozen. Fucking right, dude. Stroke your own dick. I love it. Oh, yeah. You can have a, a fucking <laughs> dope band, but if the drummer's shit, the band is shit. Yeah, like, man. You could have, like, a mediocre band, but if the drummer's dope, the band's dope. That's fucking. But, uh, nuts. Well, well, it it kind of goes the same with the bass player though too though because uh, our first bassist Cam that uh, Tommy brought in he was a 
jazz guy. He was trained. He knew his music really well. And so trying to find a bass player that's like <clears throat> at that level is very difficult. Because like uh, Christian, our bassist after, a great bass player, but just totally different styles. Like more of like a hardcore, heavier style. So like even when he was learning the songs, I'm pretty sure it was him that when he was looking at the uh taps that cam left for him he asked he's like is your bass was your bass player by chance a jazz guy because he just played some odd shit that people usually don't do um so yeah it's tricky to find uh, like drummers and bass players but you're right on the guitar players they're a dime a dozen and then trying to find like a singer that's actually like good live and on cd is uh, another tricky thing to find too um I'm not sure when this airs, but yeah, our new bass player um, we're announcing at the end of the week. His name's uh, Russ, Russell Wade. He was uh, in Rival Town as well. Okay. So yeah. where, do you, where do you guys usually do most of your recording? Like you... So the first batch of songs, which was Something's Missing, Medusa, and Moods, um, that was kind of the first thing we all did together, and that was done. Oh, and a bonus track. Uh yeah, but that'll we have. There was a fourth track that was an acoustic track that right now we're giving out with our pre saves of our current single. Um, that'll be dropped in about two months. But uh, we had booked into Arc Recording Studio here in Hamilton. Um, that's run by Julius Buddy. He did uh, Protest the Heroes' first few albums. Um, he did uh, a bunch of the Alexis on Fire albums up until I think uh, Young Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so we worked with him for those songs, and he brought Wade from Alexis on Fire in to produce the songs with us. No shit, eh? Yeah, so that was, like, kind of the first thing we did. Um, since then, we have, because, uh, like, it's very expensive to work in some of those studios, right? Um, so we've shifted kind of gears so that we can continue to constantly put out um, content, uh, now we're working out of Schoolhouse Studios here in Hamilton with uh, with our good pal Nick. He's a great engineer, and he's kept that quality of product up to the level of all that original stuff we did. Um, Bad Human was done here at Schoolhouse. That's, um, yeah, because you guys got a lot of wicked singles too, man. Um, do you guys plan on doing a full length as well or no? Um, we don't have a full length yet. Right now, we're kind of applying for grants and all that stuff to kind of push uh, more of a. I think first we're applying for an EPK grant, um, just so we can get a, a solid four or five song EPK out. Yeah. And after that, would be a full length. At the moment, we're just kind of focusing on singles so that we can constantly be putting something out every couple months to keep people engaged. But even with the the full album thing, I think like. In this day and age, a band putting out a full album, in my opinion, is a mistake because it just you're basically if you have singles on it, the other songs are just gonna get lost. So your best bet is literally to take your whole album, release each song as a single, so you're cramming it down people's throats, and then compile it all to release an album. But if you just if you're an unknown band and you just drop an album, you're basically throwing away material. Yeah, I mean, I totally I totally agree with that too. No, like. There is reasons for a full length, though, right? Like, um, a lot of, like, labels and stuff like that, if they're looking at you, they want to see that you've released a full length. So there is merit to a full length, but for the most part, we really kind of sit along that whole single thing so that we can 
like I said, keep people coming back every couple months for something new. Well, you in this day and age too, like with Spotify and like streaming services, um, it's it's hard. Like, why would you even bother doing a full length? Like, just do three songs and do an EP. You know what I mean, sort of thing. Like, it, and that and that way you can sit there and still do it. Like every like three months, four months, six months, right? Um, yeah. But also too, like right now too, like you got sites like Bandcamp too, right? Like I know um, a bunch of bands that uh, they'll just do like one or two singles on Spotify and then throw the rest of it on Bandcamp. If they want to buy it, they want to buy it, right? Fair enough. Yeah, like we <coughs> we haven't really taken advantage <clears throat> of the Bandcamp model all that much. You um, should, man. It's fucking good. It's a good platform. Yeah, it is a great platform. Like we have all our stuff up there for I think like a buck a piece or something like that um and anyone listening yeah if you want to help support feel free to go purchase the music because obviously we love that because we get more of a cut than spotify's fucking scraps they give out no i did a full uh, podcast with uh do you know do you guys know the band uh death weights no no okay listen to the podcast with death weights because i fucking forget his name because i talk to people all the time um he fucking goes off for like 20 minutes or 25 minutes about Spotify. It's fucking... It's pretty gold, actually. Oh, it's... It, well, it's crazy now, too, right? Because they've implemented all these changes. So now it's like bands with under a 1,000 streams don't get anything. Yeah, it's under... Right? Yeah. You, you don't start accruing anything until after a 1,000 streams. Um, like, so now they've created a different model. So for any local band, right, now it's like you kind of want to always put out your new singles at the top of a month because the way they've made it now is that if we release say a song on the 28th right and we get 900 streams um but then we don't cross that thousandth stream barrier till the second month we don't get paid for those first 900 streams right you have to cross that thousand streams in that first month in order to get paid for those thousand streams other than that, it, it, you don't get paid until those thousand streams. So you got you got have to you have to have the thousand streams in a month, right? Yeah. So yeah, if you if you release a single and it doesn't crack a thousand in that first month, <clears throat> when it does crack a thousand, everything before that you essentially just lost. That's fucking stupid. Right. So now it's like we have our single coming up February second, Friday. Um, for that reason, Friday. Yes, our new single House of Stone is coming out. And if you pre-save it, we'll we'll email you a bonus track, an acoustic one uh, called "The Road," and it's uh, it's acoustic. But Wade from Alexa on Fire does uh, the piano in it, and there's some uh, I don't know. It's got a really unique kind of the chorus to me sounds like a like an '80s kind of song with the harmonies. It's got the big like oohs and ahs in the background. I don't know. You, if you pre-save it, we'll send you it, and you can check it out. Well, then I'm gonna pre-save the fuck out of that right now. <clears throat> so um what uh, what got you guys playing music like you guys i know um you guys went to school but what uh influenced you guys to play music uh for me i lived out on a farm and was no near nobody and just like didn't have anything to do and a friend introduced me to blink 182 and i thought tom DeLong was cool as shit and i sat in front of a TV with a guitar and just tried to put my fingers where his fingers were and try to learn how to play and just kind of went from there. But that's where the 
I'd say Blink-182 was kind of the first inspiration for me wanting to pick up a guitar. And then as for singing, it came later when I heard bands like Nirvana, Slipknot, or Fuse. I wanted to do all of it. I wanted to sing, I wanted to scream. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what inspired me to get into music originally. For me, um, I grew up in a band house. My dad's a drummer, was in heavy bands my whole life. So from my earliest memories, I was at his rehearsal space and playing on the drums when they booked Smoke and all that shit. And he kind of bought me my first drum kit when I was about 12. Um, and I didn't really start sinking in until about like 18 or 19 because um, I moved away from all my friends from Buried in Niagara. So I had a whole bunch of time and that's when I kind of really started to get into it. And then, yeah, I went back to school in my mid-20s. Um, but my overall inspiration to originally kind of pick it all up would be my dad. Oh, that's fucking cool, dude. Um, yeah. What are you guys uh, currently listening to right now? Like what's, uh, what's in your earbuds? What's on your Spotify playlist right now? I'm uh, I'm very picky when it comes to music, so it takes me a while to come around to certain things, but I have bands that I've found throughout the years that have kind of stuck around that I love. Like, basically anything that Mike Patton from Faith No More has been in. Fucking right, dude. Mr. Bungle's amazing. love it. Yeah, they're so good. Like, I love that, like, just all over the place weirdness. I love... uh, I love a band everyone loves to hate, uh, but I love Falling in Reverse. I think they're fucking great. Um, <clears throat> the, the, yeah, a lot of people hate them. Uh, I think they're, I just, I don't know, I think they're great. I love, uh, uh, I don't know if you know the band Glass Cloud. Yeah, man. Yeah, I love Glass Cloud. I think they're dope. I listen to them basically every day. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know, there's like, it's all over the map. I love Nirvana. I love Parkway Drive. Um, Parkway Drive is amazing too. Well, like when you mentioned Mr. Bungle, the uh, lineup yeah. on the last album, uh, what is it? Something of the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Um, they have Scott Ian from Anthrax playing guitar, and they have Dave Lombardo from uh, Slayer playing drums. Like that whole album yeah. fucking rips, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking that's nuts. Good. I was going to see them in Toronto, but I was fucking working. That band's fucking huge, man. Like I don't oh, care. Blackout's such a sick track, dude. Like if those, if the, and they're doing it right too. So check it. So I went to see Blink One Eight Two last year in Toronto, and yeah. it was um, Turnstile was supposed to open. I don't know what the oh, fuck. Shit. I don't know what the fuck happened, but it was No Bro, which was all right, whatever. But the sole reason I bought the fucking ticket was to see Turnstile. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I've seen Blink at, like, fucking Vans Warped Tour and all that shit. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, 
and Jennifer is now like uh, my partner. Um, she's on the podcast too. Um, she's never seen Blink, so she's like, "Okay, let's get tickets to Blink. I've never seen them. You want to see Turnstile? I'm like, sweet. I got there. There's no Turnstile, but that fucking band, dude. That band is in the states is reinventing hardcore for sure, or bringing it back, if you will. Oh yeah, they're fucking, they're unreal. Um, other things I'm listening to right now are like kind of the stuff that is always laced through my playlist, like No Effects and all that shit, fucking Flatliners. Um, yeah, we just saw we we just saw Chris Cresswell and uh, at the Lord Brewing Company last Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was doing a solo thing, and then um, Chuck Coles from uh, The Creep Show opened up. Oh, yeah, we know Chuck. We've, yeah, it's, uh, Chuck's cool, dude. We played with, we played with, a, uh, we've played with a lot of Chuck's bands now, Organ Thieves, Rules, and Creep Show. Yeah. Yeah, there, apparently there's a new Organ Thieves coming out, too. Uh, that's in there. Yeah, that's sick. We, we played with them with Monster Truck in December here in Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, oh, I also listen to like a lot of fusion, and I like hip hop and R and B and stuff like that too. No, I'm a huge hip hop head. Like, I usually, um, what am I listening right now? A uh, new single from Zarface. Oh, nice. I love Zarface. Anything they put out, it's good, man. And then, uh, yeah, that's sick. I saw fucking Run the Jewels open up for Rage uh, two years oh, ago. Tight. Yeah, that yeah. was fucking cool, man. Can't go wrong yeah. with Run the Jewels, man. Oh, nothing. Yeah, fuck. They're they're unreal. Yeah. Like I, I, I tend to like a lot of um, hip hop that has like full bands and shit like that. Like I, I love Anderson Pack. Um, Anderson Pack's cool. Also, he's such a sick drummer too. Like it, when he watches performances, at least his earlier performances. I'm not sure how he runs it now, but he'd be like up front doing his his thing, and he'd have his band, and then he'd go back behind the drum kit and playing the drums and shit like that like his tiny desk is so fucking good yeah and even uh fucking uh we're talking about that right now uh the roots like the roots is fucking killer dude i love the roots absolutely love the roots i have so much roots in my normal playlist yeah it's great it's they're fucking like that's half the reason why i watched jimmy fallon live for fuck's sakes (laughs) yeah right like I, I can't believe they took that gig, but good for them. Obviously, oh, it's fucking bank for that man, and they deserve it too, man. Like all those players in that band, like they're they're fucking unreal. Um, oh yeah. So the new single drops on Friday. Um, what's it called yeah. again? So the single's called "House of Stone." House of Stone, and what's it all about? Uh, so that one um, is about. Uh, well, I'll have to defer that question to my singer that went to go pee, but he's back now. Um, cool. Stone? Yeah. What's yeah, man. Uh, I, I've said this to the band before, but like, uh, like a rough idea is, I guess it could just be like, um, about, uh, let's say a shitty relationship you go through. And the reason I say that is just because I really enjoy when people take their own, thoughts on the song and what it means because if you tell someone oh this song's about like my dog that died then every time they hear that song that's what they're thinking and i'd rather it not be that i'd rather it be like whatever you draw from the song but to me to me it was just a uh like a really long relationship that i was in eight years and it was just a shitty ending but like uh trying to be mature 
and not let the uh, surrounding shitstorm kind of like, I don't know, dictate the rest of your life. Like, it's just, it was, it's kind of like that, loosely, is what it's about. But um, yeah, I always enjoy when people kind of take their own messages from whatever uh, songs we do. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it because, like, I really, uh, I really enjoy the single "Bad Human." Actually, all the singles you guys do are great. Um, so, do you guys have any tour dates coming up? Or, uh, yeah, we're going out east in uh, June. Um, we'll be hitting uh, from June 13th to the 22nd, I believe. We'll be uh, out starting in Hamilton and then going out to I think Quebec City. Um, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. Oh fuck, um, that's where I'm from. Uh, New Brunswick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. We went there uh, in August of last year. Who did you guys uh, play with out there? We played with. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, we played with a few bands out there, but uh, Mo- uh, Monteith and Turbo were two of the bands that we played with. Um, all great guys. Uh, who else we played within arm's reach? Uh, we played with where giants once stood. Yeah, they're good. City. Yeah, Chester Doom I think was another one. Um, this time we're going out with uh, our friends in Tarbox, who are based out of Montreal, um, and we'll be playing with one of our other friends in Truce. Uh, they're out east. Uh, I think they have members spread out between out east and out here. So we oh, fuck. No way. I know Truce really well. I know Spencer. Spencer's been on the podcast. And, uh, oh, fucking Yeah, man. Uh, no, I went uh, Dan Mills. Dan Mills and I have known each other for... Fuck me, man. The drummer. Uh, we've known each other for 20 plus years, probably. Fuck, Dan's great. Good drummer, too. Very, very solid. Oh, he's fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to... Um, get a show going with them and Grail and maybe you guys if you guys want to do it sometime in Alora um yep. in June but yeah I know Truce is fucking killer dude they're a fucking good band yeah man and like uh Spencer's hooking us up out there cause we we kind of spread out the dates between us and Tarbox for who's um in charge of booking certain dates but Spencer kind of helped us out with Moncton and I think we're also playing with Dally Van Gogh on that one. Um, they just won an award out in Nova Scotia, but uh, they're a great band as well. Yeah, I know. Um, that'd be fucking cool, man. Like, how are those shows out east? Have you guys done out east before or no? Yeah, we went out there in August, and it was, like, really fucking good. Like, <laughs> for this incarnation of the band, we've only really, um, for the most part, played all around Ontario, so that was our first kind of stretch Yeah. Out somewhere much further and we were expecting because in all my experiences you always come back in the negative right yeah you're not making money you're spending money um and this time we came back with enough money to uh put in a merch order and go to record a new single like it was there was a couple rocky stops like because when we went it was summer um we hit a couple university towns so it was kind of dead like we went to Ottawa. It was in the middle of the week in August. It wasn't great. Um, so the first couple of shows were a little... But then once we got out east, it was like a different ball game. We <clears throat> One show, we sold like 27 shirts. Like, it was fucking... We almost great. sold out of, like, yeah... Uh, Everything. Yeah, we have a line of Medusa shirts, and we almost sold out of those. And the hot sauces... Actually, there was two shows back-to-back. The last two shows of the tour were just like... 
really fucking good. Um, I mean, the they're like Tommy was saying, Ottawa was men, and I think it was St. John we played, and it was just crap. Um, but like, uh, yeah, the French Social was good, Fredericton was good, yeah. And we played uh, a house show in Woodstock, New Brunswick. No shit, eh? Yeah, with a band, uh, Monteith, and they call it Monteith Manor, and they're fucking great. They put us up for the night, fucking cooked us breakfast the next morning. Um, I actually just helped them book a, a show here in June in Hamilton because um, we were supposed to play there again this uh, coming June, but our tours are crossing paths, so they're here when we're there. Yeah, yeah. They hooked us up with a different show out there as well, uh, so we'll be hitting Woodstock again as well. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah, my uh, my family's from Woodstock, actually, just outside Woodstock. Oh, fuck, crazy. Yeah, man, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, Spencer and Dan from Trues, they're always fucking, uh, they're always solid. Like, I've seen Dan play a bunch, like, he's a really good drummer, same as Spencer. Like, they, the whole band fucking rips. Yeah, they're great, all great guys, too. Like, we originally met them. Um, because our singer Josh here uh, was asked to fill in for a singer in another local band here called Napoleon. Um, oh, dude, Napoleon's fucking kid. They were on the podcast not too long ago. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, Josh filled in on a gig uh, for John, and that show they were playing with Truce, and that's originally how we ended up uh, becoming friends with, with those guys. Yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy how small of a world it is because, like, uh, Napoleon was doing, like, uh, a show in Guelph two weeks ago. Uh, <clears throat> Battle of the Bands, yeah. And I, I believe they won, too. And yeah. then um, they were on the podcast bef- uh, a week before, and then uh, I did a podcast with Scott Milton from uh cancer bats and he has got a studio out in uh belleville um yeah yeah, scott's fucking killer um and then uh he was talking about napoleon he's who the fuck else was talking about napoleon i think it was death weights too they were telling you gotta check out death weights yeah we will um we were actually gonna record with scott at one point um like we had to sit down and stuff it's just because he was so far away um for the pre-production and everything except the time we were just looking to do one single so we would have had to go out there do pre-production it was just take like the time off work because of the of the distance and it just didn't really work uh in terms of uh being worth it in the end for one single so we ended up doing it here um but eventually we'd like to do something with him because like he's a great guy we've met him on multiple occasions now yeah he's hilarious too they sell pierogies yeah. too huh yeah yeah I saw that online <laughs> it's fucking wicked <laughs> not what you're expecting but fuck I love pierogies who the fuck just like fucking pierogies man they're fucking great like, oh <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> sorry guys um what do you call it so the new single drops on Friday um and it's called again uh, House of Stone. House of Stone. So right now, you guys are going to give me all the socials. I don't know what the fuck is going on with my voice right now, but whatever. Um, so give me... <coughs> sorry, excuse me. There we go. Uh, give me all the socials for the band. We're at Dan Goldie on everything. So that's uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, the, X, X. TikTok, Twitter... X is Twitter. Oh. No, it's always it's always going to be Twitter. X is fucking yeah. dumb. 
Like, <laughs> sounds what like. What was that new thing they put on Instagram? No, that's Instagram. Oh, that's, that's threads. That's, that's threads. That's yeah. No, like when they came over with Axe, I was like, is this fucking 2001? Like, I don't get the fucking name. <laughs> like, I don't. Uh, but the guy's an idiot, anyways. But what? Yeah. Uh, he's got to be doing something right. Um, because yeah. he's got more money than all of us combined. Um, so right on, guys. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to plug too? Uh, we have what's our next show? Uh, our next our next show is February seventeenth. Um, at Onyx in Guelph, I believe. Yeah. Really, I'm gonna go to that. What's that? I'm gonna go to that. It's February seventeenth. Yeah, that'll be our, uh, the first show with our new bass player. That's and fucking so, killer. We, we got, uh, I don't know if you know them, but Excuses Excuses are yeah. going to be playing with us, and then uh, Hot Foot Sunday. Yeah. That's fucking wicked. No, we'll totally go, because we're, um, we're in Fergus. Yeah. So that's like right next door, February 17th. Send me the flyer for that, too, because I'll throw it on the Instagram, too. Yeah, I'll send you that now. Yeah, do that. Hit that up now. All right, Dan Goldies, guys, uh, stay on the line. Uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, right on. Fucking A. There you go.